bear in mind that if you want, in the end, good customer experience, ensure that in the transformation, you will have a good employee experience. This season, Andy and Mark are back with a fantastic group of guests. I've been to depths that remain classified, and Mark keeps his head in the clouds. With our combined experience in the industry, we can go from the bare metal to the boardroom. In DevOps Sauna Season 3, we'll explore platform engineering and the people and cultures that make it happen. Enjoy your time in the DevOps Sauna. Hello and welcome back. It's really exciting here today. I've got my usual cohort, Andy Allred. Hello, hello. And we have two fantastic ladies in the house today. We have Maria Vaughn. Thank you. Great to be here. It's one of my favorite topics. And Emmy Tamiluona. Hello. Nice to be here. All right. So the topics for today are employee experience. And what, Maria? Yeah, for me, it's a customer experience, which is sort of uh, deriving from great employee experience. So my bottom line is that you cannot have a great customer experience if you don't have a great employee experience. Not that they are 100% one-to-one, but doesn't harm to have a good employee experience. Indeed, indeed. I think this is really exciting because we talk a lot about user experience, we talk about customer experience, and we're even talking about developer experience. But talking about employee experience, I think is hugely important. So to introduce the topic, you know, how do we relate digital transformation and employee experience and customer experience? How do we relate those together? Well, they are related to one another. When you do digital transformation, you have the process and tools and you have the people as well there. And we tend to focus so much on the how to do the process and how which tools to choose and how to use them. And we also think of the ways of working, which is superiously important. But sometimes we forget that people are a little um, slower in changing. So it demands a lot of uh, people management as well. Exactly. And if the people don't know what we're doing and why we're doing it, so there won't probably be any really good outcome of it. Yes. So I think that one thing is like when you're a customer of a place, you can obviously tell if the employees are having a good experience or not, or if they're happy with the place that they work. And, and it's, it can be quite challenging, you know, if you're a customer of somewhere and the employees don't seem to be very happy, then do you want to continue to do business with those or not? And I guess it can also kind of go the other direction, can't it? That if you have really difficult customers, the employees might not have that great of an experience. Yeah, exactly. And that that poses also a kind of a problematic situation for the company. Then if the employees find the customers really like hard to work with, and then again, employer needs to take responsibility on the employee experience and that our people are really like that they like what they're doing. So you don't want to really force them to stay with the customer that they're unsatisfied with. I really liked, Emmy, that you brought up the fact that uh, it's also important for the employees to know why they are doing. So to bring meaning to their work is so important. 
and it also guides them to do the right thing, right thing, the right way. I'm counseling and, and mentoring and coaching people a lot. And I say, you know, the, the, the greatest two things that you can do in a company is you can work for your team and, and, you know, support your team and you can work for your customer. And if you focus on those two things, which essentially is raising the employee experience and raising the customer experience, if you focus on those two things, you can be really happy. And then everything else is just kind of outside of that. You focus on your team and focus on your customer. Yeah, it's important to focus on both because if you focus only on employees, then the customers may not be happy. And if you focus only on customers, you may be just, you know, bouncing your butt towards the other. other. So it's important to have both on check. Yep, I completely agree. We are in a technology industry and we talk a lot about tools and um, we even sometimes look at tool changes in order to, to try to impact culture. But I think it's really important for us to, to realize that you're not going to win or lose on the technology. You're especially not going to win or lose on your tools, but you're definitely going to win or lose on the culture of your company. That is true. Yeah, I agree. I think the culture always comes before the technology. I guess this is something we could agree on whatever the technology is so it won't change anything it'll just enforce the culture that you already have yeah one of the reasons why i really wanted to participate in this podcast is that particularly because we work in the in the digital world and our customers are in the urge of a digital transformation or change or whatever you call it and i see so many companies teams hey including us, I'm not uh, counting our company out either, is that we concentrate so much on the tools that I'm sometimes afraid that we eventually forget about the people, even though we say that it's important. But then it's so difficult because people is difficult. People are complex, but tools, they are pretty straightforward. And I mean, putting the process in place, it's fine, but uh, getting the people to actually use the tools the way that it, they should be used. It's painstaking. I'm, I'm saying it's difficult and I'm not, we're not here like saying hippie hooray for us either. It's really a challenge and that's why I think it's important to bring it up. The first time in my career I had a chance to be a people manager, I decided right away that I need to focus on something else. Because when I was working just on servers, I can make a server do anything I want, and it always works the way I expect it to, and it's predictable, and it's malleable, and I can get it to do whatever I want it to do. People aren't so simple. Getting people to do what I need them to do or what I think they ought to do or what I think is best for them is complicated and people are moody and they have different motivations and we have to communicate with like these words which can be misinterpreted and whatnot. It's just so much easier with the technology. But I have learned that as much as I like the technology and I like the tools and I think they're awesome and that's where I play and spend most of my time, any bad culture can overcome the best technology. So I do think it is important to have the right tools and the right technology, but if you have a bad culture, it's still not going to help anything. 
Exactly. It'll just reinforce the bad company culture then. Yeah. And what you said about people being moody and like more difficult to handle. So that is so true. And that's why it's also so important to give them the direction and be transparent and communicate about what we're doing and why we're doing it so that people really truly understand and there is they can see the purpose of it all that we're not just doing you know taking in the technology for what you need to understand why and also maybe like what's in it for me why should i get bothered even you know trying to adapt to this change Good. And for a while, I was thinking that you married the server, but in the end, I, I figured out that you actually married perhaps a human being instead of a server. The reason why I love is uh, customer experience and employee experience is the fact that uh, they are so complex. And especially with customer experience, which is more of my field, and Emmys is employee experience, is that with customers, especially in digital world, you have no contact to them. You just have to sort of... Uh, figure out how they use the service, uh, what their needs are, what their desires are, what their emotions are. Of course, you can study that, but it's not so clear as it is in sort of the concrete world. So that's for me, the complexity and the unknown world of the customer is so exciting for me. Yeah, I did marry a human, but I've been accused many times of spending more time with my computer than my wife. So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it is a lot of figuring out how to balance these two and when to focus on what and how to communicate. And of course, I have grown since that initial time and I do spend time with people and I like it. I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit now, but I think it is really easy to just focus on the tools and think of the tools and get lost and think that people are so complicated and messy that it's not, it, that's the hard part. You know, the, the soft skills are actually the hard ones to learn. But when you think about the motivation of who you're communicating with and what their experience is and how this affects them and how they see it and how it affects their job and their life, then it's easier to communicate in a way that's meaningful for them. And then you can get your message across and things and start actually to happen and be fun and interesting and you're on the same page and working together and have the, the shared goal and whatnot. Exactly. As Maria, you were saying all the things about the complexity about the customer and the customer experiences, how customers' needs can be really personal. So it all goes with the employees as well. And it's good to remember that the employees are actually the company. And, you know, if, if the employees don't feel at home at the company and don't enjoy their job and what they're doing and the culture around them, so it's obvious that it will be visible for the customers eventually as well. Exacto. Excellent. I think we've described really well uh, the problem space here. So what can we do to ensure good employee experience, especially when we have you know, a, a large transformation that's going on around them? Maybe if I start with the um, basics of the employee experience. So obviously there is always the question of the, or the sense of trust that you need to have. And as we talked about uh, earlier already about the transparency and the goals and the understanding the purpose of it all, this kind of like really basic stuff. And people need also then you need to appreciate and recognize the people for the job they are doing and appreciate them for them 
being unique. So this is also something that is really important nowadays to understand that we all are our own persons and we do want to be seen and heard as we are. Very important. And do you have anything to add, Maria? Uh, well, not really, because Amy, Amy really said it all. But yes, I think the motivation and understanding is important. And I like the fact that it's also that in the leadership, one should uh, know how to keep the motivation on per person, because sometimes the employee wants to do what he is good at. And another time he wants to experience something totally new, something that he hasn't done before. So that might be motivating for him. So pulling the right strings is important. And of course, the background in should be good, like the environment where you work. And the tools that you have ought to be good, because if your tools suck, it's pretty difficult to do be happy in your work. That is true as well. Uh, although I, I do remember reading somewhere that both technology and pay are kind of like these hygienic factors that if they suck, so then they suck. But if they're really good, so it doesn't add that much value. But obviously the technology also, it has to be like usable. Yes, you need to put up the user experience there as well, because or the customer experience there as well, because it's the employee's experience of using somebody else's uh, tool or system or whatever. Yeah, I often talk that there are there's some different things at play. Employee wants to do certain things. And it could be new things, it could be the things that they've always done, but there are things that they very strongly want to do that they're passionate about or that they like or that uh, maybe that come easy or, or whatever. Then there is what the customers are asking for, what the market is looking for, and those may be different. Then there's a third one, which is what the customers actually need. And that may or may not have any overlap with the first two. And then unfortunately, sometimes there's also a fourth one, which is what the customers actually get. Now, if we go back, though, to employee experience, if the employees are not able to do the things that they are passionate about that they want to, first, they're not going to be very happy. And second, they're probably just going to leave. And we've had a very difficult market for getting uh, top talent um, as, as developers and technical people in, in many companies around the world. And, you know, if you are letting your people go simply because you're not allowing them to do the things that they are most passionate about, then perhaps there's something that could be improved a lot because maybe that is very important for the business, but they're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, I agree. This is probably one of the biggest challenges in being a leader, how to be able to position the right people to the right places. And then again, it's not always possible to just do what the employee wants because there is the business to lead, as you said. So it is a tricky business, but, but then again, if we don't allow our people to go where their motivation is and what they're really interested in, so eventually then it's obvious that they are just going to go live the company. Hi, it's Mark again. If you'd like to hear more on excelling in customer experience by focusing on employee experience, Ethicode recently published a guide on building winning customer experiences. I'll leave a link for you in the show notes. Now back to our show.
I'm going back to Andy's love for the server, although as a young man, and now he's a bit older and more experienced. But anyway, so for me, you can think of people, whether it's employees or customers, as technical issues. They have features, in other words, personalities and characteristics. But you can, you know, put it in an Excel or whatever, make Jira tickets or whatever is your thing. And think of the personalities and characteristics as features that you can manage. And then you can find the people management easier. I don't know. I actually tried that one time and it helped me because I was in a really tricky change management situation. So I started to think that instead of putting my emotions as a leader to the stake, I would rather be calm and think what to do. And so I sort of figured out how the people are as technical features rather than personalities. That's one way to think of it. Well, I don't know what what I think of people as having features in, in that sense, but that's an interesting idea. The people definitely do have personality traits and certain motivations. And when you understand them, then you're able to kind of map out in your head how certain things motivate people differently and how to how to understand why they're doing a thing they're doing and then it it's more clear and it's easy to easier to look at them as a human and deal with the human you have in front of you instead of here's a list of features and traits that you have but it's a tricky balance of how do you get that kind of empathy for a person when you're looking at here's the job I want to get done. So you need to be able to get in the mindset of we're a team doing this together and what's the thing we're trying to accomplish. Ah, You said it so much more eloquently than I did. (laughs) There's uh, something um, you both reminded me. Someone once told me something, very simple advice that has resonated for a long time, which is you can't blame people for being how they are. And what this kind of enabled me to do was to realize that, okay, when we have, you know, differences, and sometimes those can be strong differences, if we maybe not looking exactly as features, but if I look at how a person is from my perspective, and I respect that, even if it's difficult, or even if we have disagreements or things, it makes it easier for me to approach that person with kind of this baseline that is okay. So they may... um look very strongly for certain word choices, or they may disagree strongly for certain technologies or or whatever. But if I understand that and accept it when I come to them to talk about something, then oftentimes it can make it a lot easier to find some kind of consensus or even agree to disagree or something like this. But can't blame people for being how they are, I think. Sometimes it's difficult to understand people and how they want things to be. And if that's really the case, the best thing is to do is to accept if it's not a critical issue. Mm-hmm. I've often been accused in when I was younger, especially of going in somewhere and saying, well, this is stupid. Who did that? Are you kidding me? Why do you have this? And it's taken me a while to kind of learn that nobody comes in to work and wants to do a bad job. There's a reason why people do things the way they do. And I have tried, not always successfully, I'll admit, to instead of saying, that's stupid, say, that's interesting. Help me understand what was the motivation for this. And when you start 
assuming positive intent and assuming that the person's doing the best they possibly can with what they have available and saying, help me understand that. And then we can together decide what to do next. It changes everything. And this is really, really important learning that you just told us. And and it's not easy, but it is essential because it's not just black and white. We're not black and white. And you can go go into a situation assuming something and with really, really strong opinions. But when you actually position yourself into the other person's shoes, so it'll open up a totally new new world. All right. Do we have like a key message for our audience? If you're in a transformation, what do you need to know? What's the takeaway from this discussion about employee and customer experience? Well, employee experience makes the transformation happen anyway. Either it goes well or it goes bad. And that outcome, how it's done for the customers, and how the customers experience. And then the top management and investors, anyway, they're interested in good customer experience. So bear in mind that if you want, in the end, good customer experience, ensure that in the transformation, you will have a good employee experience. And remember that if you're able to engage your people, so they are more likely to think what they can do for the company instead of thinking what the company can do for them. So it'll end up better this way with more engaged people. Yeah, there's a, there's another little story, which is I've seen this so many times in a, a good way, and I've seen it more times in, in a negative way, where you know we, the directors or the board of the company, we went into the boardroom, and we were involved in creating a strategy, and we uh, felt we, we understood it quite well, and we were very committed to it. And then when we went out and we presented it in the auditorium to the employees, they never really seemed to be that committed or to really understand it that clearly. And it's like, oh, you have a question. It's like, yes, the question is, were they involved in creating the strategy? So if we ask people what can they do, we often get much more than if we just tell people this is what you need to do. And I think one of the great things that has happened in recent years is we've gone from agility, meaning process and tools in your team, to meaning here are some interesting problems to solve. How can you, as a team, find creative solutions for those? And I think that's where a lot of the employee experience, and we all want innovation, but it's where a lot of the employee experience comes to, to fruition. So the fruits from the roots. So. Middle management has a huge and big role in that they should uh, interpret the ideas of the top management and the strategy, how it's seen and used in among the employees. And going back to Agile, what you mentioned is that you should also bear in mind that people don't transform overnight. It's a change. It's a process. And therefore, you should sort of educate first the employees towards the change and the objective, but also the customers, that it's not a complete surprise at the end what it is. So steady movement. Really well said. Okay. So I have a couple of questions that we ask everyone that comes to our podcast I'll ask you one at a time, but you can both start to think about the the first answer, which is think back to when you were young. 
What was the first thing that you wanted to be when you grow up? I know. I wanted to be a pilot Ooh. because I love airplanes and uh, the atmosphere and the unknown. Well, I'm a cultural strategist or cultural anthropologist from my background and I would have never managed being a pilot because I can't even be in a swing without feeling obnoxious. And uh, I, I can remember that I wanted to be a lawyer, but I have no absolute idea why. <laughs> and I, I'm not really confident that I would be a good lawyer. But then maybe in a later stage, I thought that it would be nice to be a psychologist, because then probably I already started to realize how interesting the people, complex the people are. But yeah, I didn't end up being psychologist either. So here we go. Hey, I'm far from pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Two very good answers and relatively unique as well, I think. Okay, so second question is, was there a point in your life where you either crystallized that you were on the right path or you realized that you needed to change the path you're on? Am I on the right path? That would be my first question, but <laughs> I think... Um, Wherever I landed as my first job sort of uh, started to build me up to what I am is that I ran a big call center. I was a call center service manager. And from there on, I got more interested on how customers experience and how the service is all in all managed. Hmm. I'm not sure either if, if I even know. Well, I know where I am, but I don't know what I want to be when I grow old. Not necessarily. There can be still many different paths. But yeah, certainly I do feel that I'm on a good path at the moment. And there has been times when I haven't felt like that. So making this transformation of my own to get to the path where I am at the moment. It's definitely there, being through that. All right. Lovely. I'd like to thank uh, Maria and Emmy for joining us today. And as usual, thank you, Andy, uh, for being a good cohort. And we will sign off now. Thank you for coming to DevOps Sauna once again. Thank you. This was more fun than I expected. <laughs> Thank you so much for a lovely discussions. And thanks for thanks for joining us and uh, bringing up these important topics and reminding me that I did marry a, a human, not my computer. Regards to your wife. Excellent. Or husband or human being, because nowadays you're not supposed <laughs> to, you know, make any assumptions. I made an assumption. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think it was a safe one in this case. <laughs> Before we go, let's give our guest an opportunity to introduce themselves and tell you a little bit about who we are. Hello, I'm Maria Ban, and I'm passionate about customer experience and how to make companies and teams more customer-centric and to understand what customers and users mean to them. Hi there, I work as an HR business partner here at EffiCode. My passion are the people. How can we support the people to create a work life that suits them the best possible way? My name is Mark Dillon. I'm a lead consultant in the transformation business at EffiCode. My name is Andy Allred, and I'm doing platform engineering at EffiCode. Thank you for listening. 
If you enjoyed what you heard, please like and subscribe. It means the world to us. Also, check out our other interesting talks and tune in for our next episode. Take care of yourself and remember what really matters is everything we do with machines is to help humans. Humans.